Damn bat looking not as good as it was. I ain't expected to start Mike Glennon. Was Vegas reacted? I think they've it's now plus two and a half against the Bills. That means these are even teams. Buffalo and New England considered even by Vegas. Here comes a four-hour the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live on a Wednesday, midweek hump day Wednesday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoff in the studio, college football expert. I got a few gripes. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the airing of the grievances. There might be a little bit of that. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thank you, R.J. The college football playoff rankings get a major shakeup. Lots of quarterback questions heading into the weekend. And for the second straight week, the number one team in college basketball goes down. What is the Vegas lead? College football playoff rankings. And I'm going to start with a quick commentary of what I think about the committee. Here, I, I actually prepared some tape on it. <laughs> okay, now we got that out of the way. I want you to explain this to me, and you'll set it up as if I wasn't a college football fan. And I'm not sure if I'm if, if I pass the threshold of a fan or not, but. We I'm pretty talk, sure you're not. We talk NFL. <laughs> I mean, I'm certainly not. I, you know, I'm not watching the Mac, the Mac action or whatever on Tuesdays. <laughs> I will admit that. Is um, we are an NFL show first, NBA show second. But this is a big story. We're hitting the time now. We got Kelly leaving Notre Dame. What does that mean to all this? Seemingly a lot. We got obviously the move from Oklahoma. Uh, Lincoln Riley. So let's kind of lay the groundwork and let's explain this as if we have a lot of fans that are NFL fans that aren't big college football. Let's make sure we lay the groundwork for them. So the college football playoff rankings come out. Obviously, Georgia, number one, no change, no surprise. The only undefeated Power Five team. Michigan, not really a surprise at number two. I think that was pretty expected. Alabama, three, even though they got a close win. Well, no, I mean, Alabama can't, even though they got a close win, which implies maybe they should drop. Uh, well, no, I'm saying they're still they're still in the top three. Okay, well, they are. Should, should they be? I think so. Okay, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how. The fact is, this is what? How many games in a row? Pop up their schedule for me with the spreads, McKenzie, last three or four games. Obviously, LSU, they didn't come close. What were they? About 21 points yeah. off their, their number. What was the Auburn number? Uh, I want to say it was, I mean, it was well into double, just 17 maybe. You don't remember the I don't number remember from last now. week? <laughs> I don't. Wow. But okay. I can you might, tell you that you they went to. some fish oil on that one. They went to overtime and won by two. Okay, so it wasn't close. No. Okay. I guess the spread was They weren't close. close to covering the spread, right. no. So now we're talking like five touchdowns they've fallen short in the last two weeks. 
So we'll go back a couple more, but that doesn't affect. Hey, they got one loss. They're the highest ranked one loss team. Well, of course, well, I guess Michigan's right above them. And, but there's a lot of one loss teams here, right? Notre Dame, <laughs> o- Oklahoma State. But it, there's no consideration of them, even though I would make the case Alabama. How many times have they exceeded expectations in a major way? Defining expectations as the point spread. How often have they exceeded it in a major way? Not very many, uh, and not many at all, if any, since the first half of the season. The se- since their loss, things have not been as, as solid for Alabama. The loss to Texas A&M. So, they, they've been getting by, but not covering spreads. So, they sit at number three, Cincinnati at four, Oklahoma State at five, and one loss, Notre Dame at six. And I think we can fairly say those are the only six teams that matter at this point in the season. Okay, so as we, uh, I guess the the Auburn game we just talked about, the LSU game we talked about, the Arkansas game Arkansas was the game, one. they were laying twenty one effectively, and you know twenty and a half, and they won by seven. So now we're talking about seven touchdowns. Now they've fallen short. If they would have scored just seven more touchdowns, they would have <laughs> met expectation. I, I mean, it really is. Like almost impossible to find a scenario that you could say this team, like if this wasn't Alabama, if it wasn't for the laundry, if it wasn't for the pedigree, which we respect that off season, we're not supposed to say, yeah, you won four years ago, so you're supposed to get treat better treatment today. That's not America, as far as I know. And if it is, it's the part of America that most people don't like. They were 29-point favorites against LSU. They won by six, Alabama. 29 points. And they were down, what, 10 nothing late in that game yeah. against Auburn? They, they, or they were down 10-3 with less than a minute to go in the game. Okay. <laughs> so, give them credit for the win. We're not going to act. But the idea that, that when Cincinnati is laying 21, they win by 14, everyone's like, going, oh, hey, see, I told you they weren't any good. And it's like, oh, it's a double standard. It's and it's rigged, and you know what? The committee won't even tell you what their criteria is. Imagine something that you care about, where someone else is going to make a decision about you. It might be, is this club going to let you become a member? Are you going to get into the union, electricians union, whatever the thing that you might want or have wanted? And imagine that the person making the decision, you suspect they're against you for whatever reason. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, but you think, I'm not sure if this person's going to give me a fair shot, or is this committee going to give me a fair shot? Isn't the starting point of assessing that, knowing what the criteria is, what are the decision-making elements? When you apply to college, how's your GPA? How's your SAT? How's your extracurriculars? Whatever it is, you're supposed to know what it's about. What I defy anyone, including the president chairman, whatever, of the committee to explain to me the criteria for picking these teams. AJ, you've been an observer of it. What is the criteria? I've got no idea. And you know what? That is by design. They don't want you to have an idea. You know why? Because then they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And they, you know, so now we got, I, have you ever heard of a situation where a coach leaving hurt a team's 
ranking in the playoffs. I, I don't remember that ever being the case. I don't think we've ever had a coach leaving who was a candidate to, to make the playoff. Like I, I, At this point in the season, I don't think there was someone who was a real playoff contender like Notre Dame is whose coach left. Okay, but we could make the case that Kiffin was leaving Alabama as a coordinator, and yes. to whatever degree, and I'm not saying that's the same thing, but I'm saying to whatever degree the head coach affects things, the coordinator affects things 30% as much, maybe? I think that's probably fair. That's about the range. Okay, so if it's worth it, that if the coach is leaving, that's one unit of whatever negative they're going to put on it. Well, having a coordinator leaving might be a third of a unit, but you know what? We didn't hear that, did we? No. Okay, but now for whatever reason, and I think part of the reason that they won't—they don't want Notre Dame in the playoffs now. All of a sudden, they become the team they don't want. Is the fact that it will perpetuate the conversation about Kelly leaving? This movement in college football is not good for a vast majority of schools. I truly believe that because what's going to happen is the rich get richer. Right? Is USC's rich? We can say financially, we can say in brand, we can say in power, whatever it is, USC is a, Colin right here in FSR said, top two program. I'm not sure who the other one is in that list, but let's call it top five. Now the question becomes, Notre Dame no longer is a top five. So relatively, the less rich losing, the richer gaining. Now, that's always been the case from time immemorial, as Tony Soprano would say, from way back. But it's more so now. We, the idea that we're going to actually have a viable Big 12, we won't. It's over. Why? Because the rich, the SEC, said, oh, we're going to go pluck the two. So imagine in high school, right? You had a couple good-looking girls in the class, maybe if you're in a small town, that you liked. You know, everyone's got their own taste. And then the other town does. Imagine if this guy drove through town like the. This could be like an '80s team movie, picking up the. He's like, "You, you, you get to come up and live up here in in, in a rich town." And imagine they're going ah, and they're running, packing up, and then the poor guys are sitting there watching the bus drive away. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, that might cause a war, but I mean, what? I mean, a battle between. <laughs> what was that uh, Swayze movie where he was the uh, bartender? Roadhouse. Yeah, it'd be like a roadhouse type yeah. battle. But, <laughs> but there, <laughs> and then the dude with the bum legs always dragging it around. But somehow he was kicking butt. That's what's happening here. The best conferences are gobbling up the other teams, and the best schools are gobbling up the best coaches and the best players. Like back in the day, Larry Bird went to Indiana State. No, he went to Indiana originally. He didn't like it. He went to Indiana State, which was not a power school, right? Well, he got really good. He got better. He was him and Magic, best players his senior year. Imagine if after one and a half years or two years, he would have went, I'm going back to Bobby Knight in Indiana. That, in a way, that might have been better for Larry Bird. I don't know. But it certainly wasn't better for the idea of the dream that, hey, we're going to get this guy that's a three-star recruit, not a five. But you know what? He might become a five. But if he does, he leaves. Is that what we want? That seems like what we have. Well, and that's happening in every college sport now. College basketball with the transfer portal opening. If you got a good player, guess what? This offseason, they transferred up almost to, up. to a man. That was a great way of saying it. Up. Yeah, to a power five or a power six for college basketball purposes. But that's the way that the college sports are going now with the, the more freedom to transfer, which is good we for the players. Free, we can call it freedom. Is it good for the players? I think on the surface, you could say yes. 
and make that case, and then I'll counter it. I mean, the players being able to capitalize on their success. A coach can leave it any time he wants mm-hmm. where he thinks the pastures are greener. If a player thinks he's got a better chance to make it to the NBA or make it to the NFL somewhere else, mm-hmm. then he should have the right to, to make that move. So, did you I, – I felt like I followed and agreed with most everything you said till the end, the right – Right is so before this because this was not even a something that's within the realm of conversation five years ago. Yeah, you had to sit out a year to transfer at all, and all that being out the window has made guys more willing to just go where they want to be. Now the question becomes: Is is it good for the players in the following? When you're a kid, you're capricious. You make quick decisions. You, you know, it, 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 and your erratic might be the better word. You're erratic in your decision making. Is maybe there's a hybrid? And again, I'm not trying to solve this because I don't know all the details. I'm kind of asking you. Now, can you leave? Like, could a player leave right now? And how soon could he be playing with another school in basketball? They could. They could leave now. Play with them next season. Okay, so they can't, they couldn't play within the season. Can't transfer within season. Okay, and up to what point in, let's say, basketball could you have transferred and been eligible this year? Could you have transferred a week before the season? I, I think there, I, I don't know the exact there's, cutoff there's date. A little there bit is a, of a cushion, but not much. Right. Okay. Well, go ahead. I, I, thinking of about a, an example of this was Jalen Hurts. Once he got benched at Alabama, he realized my best path to the NFL is not being the backup quarterback at Alabama. So it's a good thing for him that he was able to go to Oklahoma and get himself drafted. Now, you can make the same point is when Mac Jones comes in and and Atua looks good, it's like, well, because Mac Jones was ready to play that year he didn't play under Atua because he was in, what, two games, if I remember? Looked just fine. Now, if he wouldn't, if he would have transferred, then he wasn't at Alabama. Listen, I'm not going to overmake that case because generally, I think from the player's perspective, they do benefit from freedom. The question becomes, what about the sport? Now, we might say, okay, should the sport matter more than the players playing the sport? Well, for the future players, yeah. If the sport, I mean, let, let's think of an example of, uh, hmm, I was going to say baseball, but, ba- you know, MLB still does all right, but they've obviously trended down, sure. but they're still millionaires, so it's hard to complain. But imagine a scenario that college football is significantly less popular in 10, 15, 20 years. All of a sudden, now all of those players are suffering. Can we sit here and say we know that and thus we can? Probably not. So I'm not sure there is a, a, a better solution. But what I know is this typically, if it's nature, if it's survival of the fittest, power begets power. Strength begets strength, and thus the in business. If if Microsoft back in the '90s is rolling, they're going to gobble up all the best engineers and everything. And you know what? They're going to become so big that the government's going to have to say antitrust time. They're going to step in and try to make them smaller. I do we try to do we say Alabama is going to get better? Because of this, USC is going to get better. LSU is going to get better. Should we say we we got to worry if there's just five teams that can win it and no one else can? Because that was what I thought we were complaining about just about a year or two ago. It feels like this is going to make it worse. I, I think you're right. And I think that when you talk about is this a good thing for the sport, I think just like anything else in this world or in this country, the rule that gets made, the people who it helps love it, the people who it hurts but it hate hurt, it. But it hurts a majority of schools. It hurts all but a handful of schools. It, but does it hurt the majority of college football fans? 
Well, That's it, the question, because well, are, the, are I mean, most the, college football fans, Ohio State fans, you know, yeah, USC but, but fans, Oklahoma, Alabama question. fans? If we said, let's say it was going to help the top seven, and we added up all the fans, of the most, and it's probably the most popular seven. Sure. That's not as the other 123 Division One schools have more fans, don't they? <laughs> probably, but uh, is it? How much more? I don't know. Right. That's the question. All right. I'm RJ Bo. We're straight out of Vegas. So there's an example where I came in with a position. As we talked it through, I'm not sure there's a better solution. And what I'm talking about specifically is the freedom for the players to jump to wherever they jump. And you know where they want to jump? Usually up. They want to jump up. And you know what? That makes sense. I like that generally. I like a kid who isn't the number one quarterback as a senior at a school, but he's willing to be number two because he thinks he's going to beat them out. I like that. I like a kid could be saying, hey, I'm a Baylor. I'm pretty good. I'm the best guy at Baylor. Maybe I shouldn't jump to Texas because, you know, maybe now it doesn't matter. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't jump to LSU because I might not be good enough. Those scared kids won't jump. So, in a way, I like the boldness of it. So, with the players, and in theory, the the players who were best in the 80th best team, those elite players are going to jump to maybe a number 30 program. So, everything moves up. Eh, I, I kind of like it. I mean, for the fans, they're not going to get to root for that guy. I mean, it's gonna—it's almost going to be like small market, right? Where oh, Kevin Dur- or Kevin Durant gets good. Oh, he has to leave now, you know, because we don't have money to pay him. Pirates get someone. Oh, they got to leave. I don't like that for the fans. Is it viable to at some point make a a second like like there's right now there's FBS and FCS. Is there is it viable to split up FBS even further where there's the well, halves? Haven't we pl- done that with the group of five? Well, that's what I'm saying. But or, like or the power five, let them let the group of five play for their own championship and let the you know I, I know it sucks for them for TV rights and things like that. But so there'd be like division three, basically. I, I don't think anyone's gonna sign us up for that. You know, Cincinnati wants to be division no. So I don't. But th- would you be more excited if if every week no, Ohio, like Ohio State's non-conference games instead of being Akron and Bowling Green are now Miami and in Texas, like, I mean, listen, yeah, I, I love the idea of the power schools playing each other, but to some degree, who's the power schools? Was Clemson a power school? Like, does Clemson ever happen again? Clemson went from being what the twenty fifth, thirtieth best NCAA program in football, like ten or let's say pre Dabo. Where was Clemson? Oh, they probably 25, 30 is generous. Like, yeah, but okay. now, when I was a kid, Clemson was one of the best. Exactly. Programs. So they went, but usually when a program starts going down, they don't get for back more than five years. You can have five years, but when it's been a long, long time, it's hard to get back up. Notre Dame recently got back up. Yeah. But it's hard to picture Nebraska getting back to being Nebraska. Yeah. So I guess my point is, does Clemson ever happen again? Does a program who's thirty? In the country, let's say year in and year out, that's their average. Do they ever get to be, you know, multiple time national champion? Because you know, with these portals, it would seem that that a a um, Deshaun Watson might have transferred out after his first good year. And does that help us? I don't think so. Well, the the, the teams that the programs that hope that that's the case: USC, Texas, Florida. Because those, yeah, once you get to the top, you want to close the mountain. Right, but what I'm saying is those teams have been in the dip. Are we saying USC, yeah. Texas, Florida can never get out of it? Well. It, 
But here's the thing. When you have a super elite program that's amongst the blue bloods of blue bloods, I think you've got a longer chance to come back. Because all you got to do is break out. Maybe not the O.J. Simpson tape. But you break out the tape, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And you get excited. Now, when the tape starts to be grainy, and you start feeling depressed it's been so long, (laughs) it doesn't help. But USC won how many national championships in the last 20 years? Like two or three, right? Uh, Two. Two. So when you've won two titles in the last twenty years, you're still not out of it yet, right? Texas was just the best team. You know, Texas was literally the best recruiting team in the country yep. under Mac Brown for multiple years, not that long ago. So when the kids that were there at the school at the time are still like thirty-five, you're fine. When the kids are forty-five, now it's like, huh? I'm starting to feel sad that that's you know. So now, now when high school kids start to say Reggie Bush, who Vince Young, who that's when you got to worry. <laughs> but well, that's when you got to worry if you're USC and you haven't turned it right. around, or Texas and you haven't turned it around. Last thought on this: My question is this: If you're a Virginia, does Virginia ever become? A top five school in the country in, in college football. Yeah. So. Okay, but in a way, you could make the case, and maybe you could say Clemson had it. What Boise? Does a Boise ever emerge no. again? Does Cincinnati have what they have this year again? Probably not. So what we're saying is, all of the Hoosiers type moments, the movie, are done. Yeah. The little guy has no chance. <laughs> That's what AJ Hoffman. That's what said. I. That's what I believe. Yeah, <laughs> I might take the rest. Of it. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to keep <laughs> fighting. Finish it out. I'm going to fight for the little man. I don't know if you know this. My dad's a coal mine. I've heard. I'm. I'm the little man. Might not sound like it, AJ, but I am. All right. When we come back, <laughs> that's pretty good, wasn't it? It is. If if anybody believes it. Well, don't you? No. That I was the underdog. You were, yeah. but you just said I am the little man. Well, compared that, compared to like USC, I am. Let me okay, tell you that. Yeah, I'll if give you that. Me against USC. Yeah, you're the little. I'm man. at you're least the a five to one underdog. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're going to wrap up the Notre Dame part of the bat and get to the NFL. There's some big stories, especially Daniel Jones. How much is he worth? It's going to surprise you. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words of the I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. That's Frank Sinatra. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at Oklahoma State and Notre Dame and the movement that both of them... The fix. The fix being in. Maybe the fix being in. The fix being in. By the way, if you can ever mention Sinatra, just do it. Okay. Because he might not like it if you don't. And again, he has a long reach, Frank. (laughs) Long reach. All right. We were talking during the break, and the question came up. Why has there been so many transfers in this portal in basketball, college basketball, but not as many in football? And I wonder the following. Is the number in football going to increase? Here's my speculation on why the the portal has been less populated with transfers for football. One, they came up with this rule and all the details relatively closer to the season. Thus, this first year, there was going to be that. Number two... Basketball, if you're on the court, they can assess how good you are, how many rebounds, how many. In football, unless you're watching the film, if you're not a 
receiver or a quarterback, it's hard to know who the best left guard is for for every team of you know 130, and including that division, you know the one double A as it used to be called, et cetera, et cetera. I think that the teams that are really smart are going to start having teams of people. Like Alabama has like 30 assistants, all quality assurance is what they're called, QA guys. That's not the smart teams are going to have people tearing down every tape to say that linebacker from Kansas uh no from Pittsburgh state in the state of Kansas, he's good. And think about it, if you're in New Mexico, that's what you should be doing. Everyone should be looking at what the natural jump would be from a Pittsburgh state to a New Mexico, from a New Mexico to a Notre Dame. And maybe they won't do it. Notre Dame to an LSU. It feels like there's going to be these tiers of jumps and football, I think, is going to have more of it once they figure that out. Yeah, and there's a lot more tiers in college basketball. You know, 358 D1 college basketball teams. Everybody, there's a lot more places for to go up. But but is there really where when you have, um, uh, let's think about this. Rick Pitino, Iona, right? Iona. Iona's been competitive in heaven. I mean, and Iona was some. Uh, where were they at typically in the, the 360? Nowhere. Right. Uh, so it does feel like the, the, more so than college football, a team you've never heard of, like during the NCAA tournament, we see that all the time, right? Is a team, you, North Dakota State is only four and a half against Kansas or whatever right. as an underdog. D- don't you think there's more parity in college basketball? Uh, I think there's more parity only because everybody gets a chance in college basketball. Everybody's, everybody who starts a season in college basketball has a chance to make the tournament. But when they do make the tournament, Vegas speaks. And in general, if you were just if you were a college football fan only, and where a school you haven't heard of, I mean, we still are talking about Appalachian State for a reason, right? That's been a long time right. ago against Michigan. I mean, I like to bring it up now and again, but it's been a long time. That happens all the time in basketball. It's happened multiple times this year, and I own a. So, in general, yeah, you're right. The fact they can win it all, the fact you can have a coastal Florida or whatever come, you know, uh, make the Sweet 16 is is cool. It's got that Hoosiers part. But in general, the best team in the country, or let's say the 10th best team in the country, versus the best team in a small conference, they pick a random small conference. Basketball, that's going to be a closer game than football. Agreed. So maybe there isn't. It'd be interesting. Maybe jumping from an Iona to an Indiana doesn't make sense. Who's better right now, Iona or Indiana? Indiana's just, better. Okay, right now. but I bet you could find some schools that people would be shocked that Iona's better than. I mean, Loyola Chicago is better than Indiana. Okay, that is not does not happen in college football. Correct. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you for the support. That's because of you. Keep it up. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Keep listening. Listening. Don't ever miss a show, ever. Ever. Or you've betrayed us. No, no, not that. Not or that. go back and listen. Yeah. Or just be less intelligent. I mean, you got, listen, that's you always. Got choices. That's always, you got choices. That's always a choice. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. It's a very patriotic 76 degrees. The neon is flowing. All right, let's let's wrap up this college football conversation. When the rankings come out, Oklahoma State, who failed to cover against Oklahoma, so by definition, they fell short of expectation. Yes. They jumped Notre Dame, who exceeded expectation by covering against Stanford. So one team did better than expected, the other team did worse than expected, but the worst team jumped. Hmm. 
<laughs> but the, the committee knew we got to bring up a new. You, we've been doing this a while now, but we got a new criteria, which is when a coach leaves, we consider it. Hmm. Never heard that before. Now, I talked to Fez today, and Fez is of the belief that they they set up Oklahoma State in this position in case Alabama wins. They give Oklahoma they, Oklahoma State being at five now, they can bump them to four so you're saying and knock this, Cincinnati out. So you're saying this? You think there's a chance Oklahoma State takes Cincinnati out? Yes. So it's not the Notre Dame just at small. Remember in Godfather Two, Hyman Roth was talking about Pantangeli. He goes, "Ah, he's small potatoes." <laughs> I mean, them taking care of Notre Dame is is all done already. Well, the, the difference with Notre Dame is they don't have a game to play, and so the fact that they they let Oklahoma State jump Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State still has a, a win potentially against a, another top ten ranked team in Baylor. Well, because Baylor, remember they set Baylor up a couple weeks ago. Exactly. I I, I don't think you saw how. Deep Devious this plan really is. It is devious, but this is why I, I like. I still like my position some with Oklahoma. The bet that we yeah. had made: if Oklahoma had beat Oklahoma State, they would they basically be in the same position right now, a one-loss Big Twelve team playing against. Yeah, but the difference is Oklahoma's been there and disappointed. There's nothing. There's not, and that hurts Notre Dame to some degree too. There's nothing worse than oh that again. But I think that's mitigated by the brand names of Oklahoma and Notre Dame, and this playoff if. If chalk holds in this playoff is Georgia, well, Michigan. Well, let's do this. Do you want to? Re- we can replay our bat. I'll take Cincinnati. You take Oklahoma State. If they both win, is the only time there's a bat. I'll, and then if Cincinnati gets it, I win. If Oklahoma State gets it, you win. It's a deal. All right. So the same bat. What no, we, no, Hundo. No, 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 no. We got to have the same On the radio, we bat. only do a Hundo. Hmm. All right. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. But that really, the code is you're saying 300 to 100, it's, it's what people tip, right? Well, it's what you tip. No, it's not what I tip. It's what people tell me I should tip. No. But what I'm saying is obviously you don't like. If, if the bet was for 10, let's just say if the bet was a major bet. Sure. I, but you know what? Who you can get that money out of is Fez. Fez loves it. Fez says 100% if Oklahoma State wins. So he'll give me five to one. He That's... said he would be willing to lay major vig that if Oklahoma State wins their game and Alabama loses, Oklahoma State will be number three. Well, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the bat. We got a very specific bat here. Because if they're jockeying for position, and let's be clear about it. Let's do this. We got to be clear about the distinction here, and, and we will. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. <laughs> you got that one. Yeah. All right. Here's the uh, distinction we want to make. We had a bat. Weeks ago, it was one of my great bets. Another great bet that has no resolution. gone by the wayside. Well, it's it's no <laughs> bet in this case. It was the idea of if Oklahoma had one loss, Cincinnati had none. Would Oklahoma be able to overtake them? AJ said yes. I said no. About a week later, AJ was like, "Man, I think I got a ten percent chance of winning that bet." That's so. Let's agree that's generally the case. Now, what I want to bet here is if Oklahoma State wins and Cincinnati wins and there's only one slot for them. Cincinnati if has, they can't both make it. If they can't both make it, cause, and that will be about Michigan winning or not, because if Michigan wins, it won't be a Big Ten team. Right. right? It, or if they lose. It's about Alabama. So it's there's only be one slot if Alabama wins and Michigan wins, because it will be Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, no matter what, and then one slot. In that case... 
if Cincinnati and Oklahoma State wins, there's no way Oklahoma State jumps them. In no my way. Opinion. Oh, it's a, it's a, yeah, you're correct. There is a way. I think it's a 10% chance. Okay. That's our bet. That's though. our bet. What Fez is saying is he thinks there's probably more of an Oklahoma State chance there, but he also thinks, hey, if they both make it, so Alabama loses, they, listen, there's no way, I don't know by way, but the idea of two losses, Alabama with all those close wins, that would be a travesty, but let's assume there's two slots. He's saying maybe Oklahoma State jumps them because they want the matchup to be Cincy, Georgia. Why, though? Because they want to see Cincy get crushed so yeah. they can kind of teach the little guy not to dream. They want to say, this is what you wanted. <laughs> you should not dream anymore. No matter what, don't dream, buddy. I mean, is that the message we're getting? <laughs> that is the message. Well, here's my message. It's going to make a sexy scar. <laughs> but not really, because I don't think that the little guy getting beat up, you know. I'm here for it. You know, I, you know what I, I want to see Georgia beat Cincinnati by a hundred. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because then we can that's stop pervert. pretending like that's perverse. Like Cincinnati is one of the best teams in the country when they're not. Did you root against Rudy? Kind of. You wanted Rudy to have a spinal injury. <laughs> no, not a spinal injury, but I just wanted. But then him that to get... would teach anyone dreaming. Don't even think of getting on this field, kid. Look at that kid in the wheelchair <laughs> over there. Is that right? I, I, I don't wish injury on anyone. But but you really want it so like people stop dreaming. Kind of. Why? Because I'm here for the best teams playing each other. But 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 what I'm saying is, why do you really think? I'm that's just worth... a wicked person. You, honestly. I mean, honestly, do you really think that's worth kids not dreaming? I mean, you can dream if you want, but the truth is... It just occurred to me what the student body has been chanting for the last two or three minutes. It's the name Rudy. 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 Yeah, I don't need Rudy. You walked out of that movie at that point. You said, I don't need to see this. Threw my popcorn over my shoulder and got, got out of there. Listen, I'm not sure he'll be back. We might want to say goodbye to AJ. When we come back, he may or may not be here. I'll be here for sure with you. We're the little guy. And you know what? If you think you're not, you are. All right? Unless you're USC. Unless you're in the Illuminati. Oh, wait. That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) We are going to talk about the three biggest games this weekend in football. Is there going to be any college games? I don't know. You'll see. And he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's take a look at the biggest games coming up this week. You know, actually... I don't know if it's legal to record a conversation or not. On the, you know, there's one party consent, two party consent right. in different states. I'm just going to f- wing it. But someone undisclosed name from the NCAA committee called up, and I just got this part recorded when they were talking about our segment. <laughs> was that your laugh? That was my wicked laugh. Yeah, that was my wicked billionaire laugh. The billionaire. Life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I I do think that you got to give these guys credit in a way and gals because they are doing whatever they want right in front of everyone and just spread enough money around so ESPN won't complain too much. 
right? Because they're in on it. You know, whereas the better this stuff goes, the better. You know, they want to get their guy. I can sure they want to get Cincinnati isn't their dream. No. Right. So are they really going to complain about it? No. So you, who, you, th- you think the, who is though? You think ESPN would prefer Cincinnati over Notre Dame? No, no way. So who's gonna who's here to complain about it? Cincinnati and me and you and, for some and reason. You you're on the other now, side. Now I'll say this: if it Somehow came down, I'm paying you to be on the other side. If it came down to Cincinnati or, or Ohio State. Maybe you're singing a different well, tune. I'm a fan, <laughs> right? But I admit that I'm a fan of Ohio State. I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's it. I mean, I enjoy. But you're a very casual fan, even of Ohio State. Yeah. No, I just get involved when national championships are on the line. Okay. Did you watch the Ohio State Michigan game? Yeah. I mean, I had it in the background. I'm. I'm not. I'm not one. I personally believe, and I know we're different on this, that if you're not watching every play of a team. In a way, it's better not to watch any plays yeah. because what ends up happening is you get biased by those plays, and it's like you got a, a, some random cross section of them, and that's why highlights. Why do you think I don't know? Hmm, maybe we start with this team. The Chargers Herbert is a little overrated because he's got the highlight plays. Let's start there. Yeah, this is the L.A. Chargers plus three at the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. Okay, what does Vegas? What is Vegas's take here? Right, this is not a hot take. This is cold cash with a take. Is the Bengals are clearly better? than the Chargers. Home field right now, I estimate for this game is only one and a half. They're favored by three, and it's moving up. I don't know about you, but I think most of many people, most people would say Chargers, Bengals, oh, you know, Chargers might be a little better. Maybe Bengals are better. Good lately. Maybe they're even. I don't think many people are like, oh, yeah, Bengals clearly better. Do you? No. That's what Vegas is saying. And this line's gone up, up, and up. I mean, the, the look ahead last week was one and a half. Pittsburgh gets dominated by the Bengals. Bengals look good. It opens up. The world opener at two and a half goes to three on Monday, and it's moving to th- more than three. What's your take? Joe Mixon in the last couple weeks has really given a second dimension to this Bengals offense. It was fly, fly, fly. 144 yards and two touchdowns on average the last two weeks. Now they get to play against the worst run defense per DVOA in the league. Chargers defense worn down. They can't stop anybody on third down. And this game is projected to be snow showers. I'd much prefer the running team against a team that can't stop the run Mm. versus the high-flying passing team. That's a pretty good handicap. Let's do our next game. The Baltimore Ravens, minus 4.5 at your Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, so this is on the road, obviously, for the the Ravens. And you got to question Lamar Jackson. Right here, we were saying if Lamar is able to run like he used to and pass like he was earlier this year— then this could be a Super Bowl team. But there could be the other side, I said. He can't run like he used to for whatever reason, O-line, whatever. But this passing is a mirage. Well, QBR is 50, is average in the NFL. His average QBR the last five games, one, two, three, four, five, this is over a month, is 38. He had zero games 50 or above. So how many below average games has Lamar Jackson had the last five? Five out of five passing. And QBR considers running, too. The Ravens have been winning. It's felt kind of fortunate to me. 66-yard tight field goals. I lean Pittsburgh. Georgia minus 6.5 against Alabama in Atlanta. All right, so if Alabama wins, 
They're in. They're in. If they lose, I hope they're out. If if there's any shame, oh wait, forget about it. There's a chance they're in even if they <laughs> lose. What's your handicap in the game? My handicap is Alabama's offense is broken right now, and the worst time to be broken is when you're about to play this Georgia team. Uh, they scored three points. Alabama did in the first 59 minutes of that game against Auburn. Auburn had allowed 84 points in their last three games. Georgia's allowed 83 all season long. This Georgia defense is dominating. They are smashing everyone and. I think this is a chance for Kirby Smart to kind of ride on Nick Saban. You said Auburn has given up more points, had been given up more points in the last three games than Georgia had the whole season. Yes. That's a good stat. <laughs> is. All right, we are straight out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, including me fighting tooth and nail for the little man. You can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And we got America's team, as they're called, Dallas, Thursday night football, and we'll have a look ahead. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to give a early best bat in the NFL. That line's funny to me for Thursday. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 